Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I have my co-host alongside me, Elliot Graybeard from Freelance Duck Hunting, alongside me. How you doing tonight, Elliot? I'm doing pretty good, man. Spring is rolling along. The turkeys are gobbling. Getting ready for my big turkey weekend. I am such a lackluster turkey hunter. It's like (laughs) I go out a day or two. Yeah. Uh, like a turkey weekend, <laughs> but this one's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. I really, I really am. I'm not a really, oh, honestly, I'm not excited about the actual turkey honey part. And I know I alienate people when I say that it's just, I'm made up with ducks and that's just, there's no close second. Yeah. Uh, so, and I know turkey and it's fun. I've had lots of fun doing it over my lifetime, but at this stage in my life, I could take or leave it. Did you, did you see yeah. the pick two comment we had in the fellowship, the pick two picture, two species mm-hmm. of hunting? What were yours? I did. Three, 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 and four. Oh yeah, was so, the exact order I put them. And that's that would be ducks, 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 and pheasant. <laughs> I thought no, I thought four was geese. It wasn't. You confused oh, a lot I meant, of people. I meant to put. I meant to put four or five. Ducks I was confused I when I saw that. I'm not gonna lie. So no, I thought I put goose. You put you put pheasant. You gave a lot of upland hunters some false hope there. Yeah, I did. Although I do really like upland hunting. I just I grew up upland hunting. That's what we did and i don't know man i just i don't have enough time in my schedule for it last year when we we're on the collab i really was i was digging hard to get someone to come and try to shoot a pheasant with me because one of my personal goals is to shoot a wild pheasant and it has been for a long time and you gave me a hard time to the point of saying that i would want to i'd rather do go after that and go and try to shoot some um some would you call them ditch parrots <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. is that a common term yeah. or you make that up no that's common term oh never that's heard common. of it amongst waterfowlers that have disdain for pheasant hunting which is i'm not one of them i, I actually i don't really care for that term oh. a whole lot i will use it from time to time for fun but my thing with the pheasant is i i, I really have a hierarchy of birds based on native and the fact that they're not native and they're introduced it drops them down a lot for me. So well, quail are up way high. And not that you, I wouldn't want to realize shoot them. I generally enjoy that hunting. You realize that you're not native too, though. Well, I'm not hunting myself. <laughs> Just saying. It's like, though, there's the thing about natural things that have been around for the history of their species on this, on this continent. I hold, I hold a higher value to me than, birds that that haven't been that have been introduced like you bring an asian bird over here and it flourishes it just that doesn't do it i i uh, that doesn't do it for me like a quail or especially like a prairie chicken a prairie chicken is just or a grouse or you know there was there's a mystique there that these are native birds that have been here forever and ever and ever and it just makes a difference to me and how i feel about them versus the pheasant again i've had lots of fun pheasant hunts in my life and i hope to at some point hunt pheasants again so i'm not anti-pheasant at all but yeah they certainly are nowhere close to a duck they're just so cool that they are yeah that it makes me uh it makes me want to fight fight back when you talk well and <laughs> the thing Jordan, it's like if if you upland hunt with a really good dog the dog work really, to me, takes center stage. When I, I grew up hunting, my uncle ran uh, Brittany Springer Spaniels. Just phenomenal little dogs. They're, they're, they're close quartering dogs. They're not big, long. Some of these big pointers, I don't know how familiar you are with these or, or not, but you know, some of your big pointing breeds are big ranging dogs, and they run and run and run, then they lock and point. But these little, little Brittany's, are, they hold in tight, and we hunted with small groups, and it's like so, there's typically like three or four of us hunting, maybe sometimes five, and all of the experience really starts centering around the dog work. And I mean, we loved shooting pheasants and everything, but there was a difference between when you get into a big, a nice covey of quail 
and that little Brittany, you know, you flush, you flush a big covey and then you get your shots. But then when you really is see the dog at work is when you're hunting up the singles and you get, can get them one at a time and really start putting some quail in the bag. And you're watching that little dog work like crazy and hold those points. And, and that's to me, what is so special about upland hunting. Yeah. More than anything. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm still keeping that in my uh, hip pocket. I, I have a bucket list to have some awesome, some awesome pheasant hunts, upland game. But I think I still feel like pheasant is king of upland, even though they're not native. At some point, they just become so part of the culture that they, I get, I, I think, supersede the original a thought of being native. Because there's so many things that aren't native that, man, they're just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like, when I go up to hunt, when I go up to fish in Valentine, Nebraska, and we fish for pike, and I love catching the pike up there, but it feels different knowing that they are introduced versus when we're up on the boundary water up in Canada and they're native. It's it just feels different to me. It's just it it takes it down a notch just a little bit. And like we used to, my dad used to raise quail, pen raise them, and then you release them and come back a few days and hunt them. That that knocks it down another couple notches significantly. Oh, yeah. the, the whole the whole wild aspect of it is to me and that's one reason why i love waterfowl so much it's like these birds have been doing this for thousands of years they're coming up clear from the arctic circle some of them you know and the whole wild game thing just adds to the emotional value of it you know oh yeah but pheasant are pheasant are cool and i and i like pheasant and i do hope to at some point i would like to be to the point where i'm hunt upland hunting two to four times a year i really would i just with my schedule, I I don't want to subtract waterfowl hunting mm-hmm. to try to do it. And especially where all my upland hunting land is, it's my uncle owns a lot of farmland, but that's not around me. You know, I mean, if I could go out, if I had all that land, if I lived around my uncle, I would, I would do it every year. I would hit an afternoon, you know, hit a duck hunt in the morning, mm-hmm. upland in the afternoon, but I don't have that luxury to where, where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, definitely on that. And on that list, I put three and six, but I put the the caveat of if I was somewhere where there was upland, then I'd probably, I would probably put pheasant because that's how strongly I feel about it. Like I just, man, I think I could do that a lot. It'd be a Mm -hmm. lot of fun. Yeah. So like you said, especially with the dog work, because it almost goes hand in hand if you're a dog owner with waterfowl. So, because you can just run your lab for them flushing. I mean, they do great. They love it. Yeah, but if you if you get to those those pointing dogs are a special special thing mm-hmm. watching those dogs work, man. They just they go on point and they lock down and it is cool. It is so cool. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa would have uh, he had a kennel in his yard, so he'd uh, he'd keep four at a time English pointers. Mm-hmm. So wow. when we'd go hunting, he'd have his hunting buddies with him too. So we'd have dogs, a lot of dogs we'd hunt with. And that's part, and that's part of it for you too. It's family heritage, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. That, and that's uh, part of why I miss it. That's my upbringing. My 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 grandpa and my uncle, who got my dad into hunting, they got him into upland hunting first. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's part of the draw for me too. It's like it's part of my family heritage that's been lost. You know, my my uncle and grandpa, that they were quail hunters, man, and I mean they <laughs> shot pheasant too, but they were quail hunters. These guys, uh-huh. and so that probably reflects even some of the comments I make you know and and i feel part of that has been lost it needs to be resurrected at some point oh yeah we'll, we'll hit it up someday <laughs> but the point of what you were saying is the hard time i was giving you i don't remember exactly how it played out but I, I, you were giving too much priority to that idea because the original idea was well if we can go get on a good duck hunt then and then hit quit and hit pheasant in the afternoon but you were looking to like make that your number one priority and to drive three and a half hours to do it yeah, no, nah, we weren't going to go that far. We, we, I guess we were. We're we going to go, go that far. We're going to go, yeah, we're going to go to hunt somewhere we hunted in the past that we knew had pheasant because we've seen it when we duck hunted. So, mm-hmm. but you guys went almost as far. You went like an hour less than that. So it's like to shoot ducks. But we we're going to do the same thing. We we're going to hunt ducks first. And we got done. We're going to go have fun. Yeah, but that was, I don't remember the exact argument because going to that spot was definitely on the table in my mind for sure. <laughs> it was, yeah. But I forget what the other options were and exactly what. The well, we got skunked was. anyway, so. <laughs> but I was not opposed to going that distance. We had talked about it, and I was, you know, I so I don't remember exactly what. Yeah. What? Yeah. Was before out of my mouth. before we went or before we went to the collab, 
my whole plan was to just one afternoon. We're there for a week, one afternoon. Mm-hmm. But the duck hunting was so bad while we were there that I think it just mm-hmm. kind of zapped that out of us. But by then, I was supposed to have like three or four solid duck hunts under my belt. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. by then, we'd had like one and a goose hunt that was good. So, I mean, I had two mm-hmm. really good hunts, and then everything else was pretty mediocre. And then, and then by then, everybody was zapped, and nobody wanted to do it. And I didn't want to do it by myself. Yeah. At some point, I know because my cousin who still he travels back and works the farm with my uncle and he has gotten into shooting upland i know a couple years ago he had started getting into it a little bit so we could try to line at some point we could try to line something like that up where we hit it in the morning for ducks and then you know have my cousin ready for the afternoon maybe i don't know yeah that'd be a good option stomping ground yeah so um Jumping forward, actually, we got a bunch of stuff to care, to cover, but um, before we get into the main thing, let's go give a quick word to our partners. Um, so first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Motion Ducks, Motion Duck Decoy Spreader. Um, it is a jerk rig on steroids. You can use the 4-duck spreader or the 7-duck ultimate spreader. When you have those no-wind days, you put it out there in your set, lifelike motion, tons of ripples in the set. Guys, I know that a ton of you of the listeners have because they, they talk to us every year and tell us how many of you guys are, are going after it. And, man, uh, you know, you guys all need to get on that train. Elliot has data to back it up at this point that it just makes such a big difference on those no-win days. You get all the ripples through the set, and we all know you can't shoot them unless you got those those motion and ripples taking away the, the glass surface of the water. So check them out, guys. Use code DuckGun10 for 10% off and free shipping at MotionDucks.com. Guys, uh, go check out Banded.com. I have been on there quite a bit lately because I haven't talked about this much. And Jordan, you and I haven't talked about it, but we are transitioning into a boat blind for this next year. And I don't know how much we're going to use it. I'm not sure. So we're, but we are in, we actually made a purchase of a 16, uh, 46 but we are, we're actually going to try and resell it i think but anyway i we've been in the mode of researching boat blind possibilities and options and there and there's actually several pretty good options over at banded.com you've got the avery pop-up blind i don't remember the exact name of it but that thing's been around for like 25 years and that looks like a pretty good boat blind option and then they've got the um axe combo boat shore blind which is a really good looking little blind it really really is so um, go check these out there if you're curious about blinds or or boat blinds or even shore blinds um, go over to banda.com check out that ox combo boat shore blind and then the avery pop-up boat blind and come over fellowship of the duck guns and let me know what you think about those and and i could use some advice as far as boat blinds what do you think i should do and so um, but i i didn't realize that um, banded and avery had these even options i wasn't even aware of them until we got into the research so Pretty, pretty good stuff over there. Awesome. Also like to give a big thanks. Well, I don't say that on this one, but <laughs> uh, guys, make sure to check out Freelance Hunt Stats, project that me and Elliot have been working on. Elliot, obviously the founder of that, been doing that for years. Um, we keep our stats on there every year uh, for all of our hunts, you know, from just keeping the memory of it to keeping the numbers of the species and uh, the per- shooting percentage, weather, it keeps it all. It's perfect for journaling your hunts and then also not that, but just the whole season combined. You know, something cool we added this year is the leaderboard function too. You can kind of see um, where you're falling uh, on different things on there. So it's, it's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out over there. And, you know, while you're at it, we have the option for Patreon as well. It really helps us keep the lights on here and and, and supports what we're doing. Um, and... In there, we have the the $3 function where it gets you the freelance hunt stats as well. So be sure to check all that out um, as well. And it's patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting. Actually, Jordan and I have just started recording our waterfowler's guide or waterfowler course that's over there as one of the tiers where we're making specific. Jordan and I sat down and said, what is the most important aspects of waterfowl hunting? And we're going to put that into a seven or eight video series. And we're, we've actually already started recording, so you can access those through patreon.com slash freelance. And I think that's the best value is for, you can get the package, like Jordan said, of Patreon plus hunt stats um, over there 
and the Waterfowler's Guide and interact with Jordan and I personally. So we've got a lot of our podcast guys that are migrating over there and hanging out with them, talking to them, posting podcasts for them. So make sure that you hop over and join, join Jordan and I and other podcast listeners. Awesome. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and jump back to uh, some of the stuff we got, got to run over for this podcast. But so, so first thing I want to hit up from um, the podcast topics we got here tonight is we had a post over there in the fellowship of the duck gun and it's from Jerry Mitchell. He says, I just listened to your podcast and shooting and thought it was great. I have a couple suggestions for you and your followers. I'd like your, I liked your idea of following the lines in the walls and ceiling. You can take it one step further and put a mag light on your barrel. Then f- they fit great. So I think he's pretty much talking about uh, like just an actual flashlight, but it would be cool even you know mm-hmm. beyond that a laser to kind of see where you're going to, but you're, you're probably getting a little pricey. <laughs> Dim the room and practice pointing it at the corner and following the lines. Instant feedback. So I definitely thought that was definitely uh, you know noteworthy to have that as a, a suggestion. I don't have a mag light. But if you do, you know, strapping it on there as well um, is definitely a good idea. And then another thing he he hit up is said, one other thing that was said is shooting steel loads on clays. I would check with your club and see if they're allowed. And so pretty much he goes on to say that a lot of a lot of clubs have rules and regulations for that. And, and I know that mine does as well. So um, I think I don't I think that we were just applying. I think that the we were just implying that you'd use it yourself with with a thrower and all that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, definitely to clear that up, you know, um, you don't want to be shooting waterfowl loads at a shooting sport center or uh, area just because of the noise. Not only that, but how much further they travel and the neighboring people, you probably get some complaints. Not only that, you might well just check, just yeah. check with them and at least know what their policies are. Yeah, I think that most. He's right by saying most. I, I don't know anywhere you can shoot waterfowl loads. So um, definitely definitely want to clear that up. So um, unfortunately, you can't at sporting clay places. You can't shoot still loads. But it'd still be good practice, a little a little bit more pricey. So, And then the last thing he hits up, he talks about um, chief breaking and the gun dog um, quick release system. So... Um, just this one's to personally to Jerry to let him know I actually have that, but my problem is I lose, I've lost the stakes like two or three times. So <laughs> I went ahead and I bought, I bought an, another, another kit and stakes. So I have two extra pairs of stakes now. So, um, but that's a good reminder. I'm definitely going to hook that back up for chief this year and make sure that I don't lose the stakes. And if I do buy them, cause I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get that system fixed. So thank you, Jerry, for writing in. And I actually wanted to, you know, mention to all the podcast listeners now, I think it's a good time to say this, but if you guys want to write in, you know, a lot of times we get, get messages like this and they're really good feedback got really good information in there. And, you know, there might be a, a good time in an episode to bring them up. So, um, really enjoy kind of getting these long, long form, um, feedback question information type, type one. So really good information and suggestions by Jerry there. Yeah, and another thing, I don't know if Jerry said it, but some other people were just talking about the ballistics and and between steel and lead and the lead difference or the lack of lead difference and and posted some articles about that, which I, I, I thought were pretty pretty interesting. And ballistics is certainly something that I do not consider myself to be an expert on in any way, shape, or form. I've always I've always been taught that there is a difference in in lead. I've seen videos that report the same thing um, that actually talk about switching from lead to steel and the lead difference, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm no expert on it. And people are actually posting links to ballistics to try to back up their opinions. And so I love it, man. I love the fact that we're, that we can put out these podcasts and we've got guys more knowledgeable than us on certain topics that are getting on fellowship of the duck guns, which is our Facebook group and helping us learn more. I, I think it's cool. So we, we welcome that type of feedback in a positive way. It, it really helps the whole um, community really. Yep. Definitely. Definitely can agree with you on all that. So, um, yeah. So moving on, um, next thing I got to let everyone know that I smashed Elliot at tra- chess last night. We played the, no, uh, <laughs> no official challenge. At chess. We played a best of five. I won three, three out of five. 
That is true. In my book, that's yeah. a smash. There is one game that's in uh, that I I lost. I lost. But we had it set on a 10-minute timer, and I got telling a story and sending Jordan. Um, we had a text thread pop up with old Danny boy that was pretty crazy. So oh, I was here, laughing about it. And here comes the excuses. Jordan. I was winning <laughs> heavily. You were not winning. Oh, my. I was on the road to victory. I had more pieces than you, though. Isn't that no. what imp- implies I was winning? on the road to victory, and the timer went out. Yes. The the I reason the timer ran out is because you couldn't figure out where to go because there was no good options. I do like taking my time with my <laughs> moves. And yeah. so I was actually up two games to one and Jordan won three in a row. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say we're evenly matched enough that it's a really fun contest. Yep. But I did lose three out of five. I did lose three out of five. But we're gonna have a little rematch. And I told Jordan <laughs> I want I want the timer set at fifteen minutes instead of ten. That's that's my what I need because I need to make sure if I if I don't have enough time to think I will just get my queen taken yeah within the first five minutes by not paying it sometimes even if you do think or Which, even if I th- I'm not saying you yes, just yeah sometimes you yeah. just think about it for three yeah. minutes and move your piece right in dangerous way <laughs> yeah people that are we're equally poor in chess let's say yeah that. that's pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. Neither one of us are, are, but it's fun. That was are fun. going really, anywhere with it. But yeah, it's a lot of yeah. fun. A lot sure. of fun for off yeah. off season. So maybe at the collab next year we'll bring the chessboard. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Just bring our phones. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I didn't I don't know why I didn't think that. But a that, physical but. board, a physical board is really fun. I haven't played on a physical board in like twenty some years. So if something about it would be I don't know. It'd be old fashioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I want to put this out there. So, guys, I'm working on this this crazy project for um, next year. It's not really that crazy. I don't know why I said it like that. But doing the chasing the opener tour like I always do. But this year I want to do it big. And so, you know, I'm looking to get a cameraman. So this is the call out for the people who listen to the podcast, watch the videos. If you are a cameraman or you know a cameraman, send me your stuff on Instagram going to be over two different weekends back to back we'll be going out we're going i i can't even say where the places are probably going to be two different states it's going to be epic and i need to collaborate because i i feel like i'll still be a big part of the the editing and all that and the the production but i definitely need a solid cameraman who can get some awesome shots and cinematic footage so if you're any level reach out to me from epic awesome to i, I shouldn't say any level if you yeah, <laughs> you got to be semi decent okay but i'm just not ruling anything out yet i just kind of want to see get a feel see what people say you know so yeah i'm i'm interested to see what i get kind of feedback from people best way to reach me instagram tell your buddies if they're cameramen if they if they run a camera Message me, send me your stuff, and I want to get this rolling. Uh, this project's going to be awesome. Wait, what do you think about it, Elliot? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to put my name into the hat, but yeah, you'll be too busy yeah. killing ducks to come film for me. Too busy putting the smack down and filming my own stuff. But yeah, I think it sounds cool. I, I hope that uh, I hope that you find someone, and I would love to see what happens with all that. I really would, and then hopefully the duck bus is going to be involved. Although. I'm still skeptical about the time frame of you being able to get that done. It's, but it's not going to um, be all the way done. But it's gonna. I think that we'll still be able to take it. It's just it won't be as glamorous as it will be probably the next year at the chasing the opener tour. Yeah, if you get it to the point where you're using it, that's a that's a win. Yeah, I For think sure. I, I think it will be. Sweet. All right. So you want to jump into talking about your turkey, your turkey plans? Yeah, I talked about it a little bit. So um, I am meeting Aiden, my buddy Golden Boy, and Jake from Chasing Green in the central part of the state. We're going to do a turkey hunting weekend. Um, Jake's in town or in the state, and he's already been out trying to hunt today and hunting tomorrow. And so we've got an Airbnb. And um, so I don't know. Aiden's got Aiden's uncle has a farm, and they always killed birds there. So we're just going to – I just want to go and hang out with Aiden and Jake and – 
I don't know if I'm going to film or even if I'm not even sure if I'm going to buy a tag, quite honestly, if we have three guys hunting, I may just film and not, and not buy a tag. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said earlier, I can take or leave Turkey hunting, but um, certainly I will say when you have a Turkey coming to you and gobbling, it is an exhilarating, exhilarating event. Absolutely is. And seeing the sunrise and the birds and all that. So I, I don't know, but I, I'm looking forward to the whole trip going down there Friday, staying Friday night, Saturday night. So I'll have Saturday and Sunday to hunt. And I, I would be willing to bet that at least a bird will be shot lots of times on the opening weekend, Aiden and whoever he takes kill a couple birds. But unfortunately I'm kind of kryptonite for the deal. Cause every time I go down there, we get skunked. So I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking really, I am really looking forward to this trip and, and I may, the thing is, if I've got to do some form of filming because that way it all can be a tax write-off. So <laughs> I've got to do something, whether I have an official meeting about videos or something, but I want to be <laughs> able to write off all those expenses. So I'll do something, but I don't. I just don't know if I want to do a full-scale video on it or just post to Instagram or, or what. But I am greatly looking forward to the weekend, and that's where Jordan and I are filming this on Wednesday, so... Friday's the leave day and Saturday. And we're also going to do some, some, Aiden's got some farm ponds with crappie and bass in it. We're going to do some fishing. So the weather's been beautiful. It's going to be a great weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I just, uh, kind of, kind of stay on the same topic here. I just went out for, um, a turkey scout and I've been scouting, you know, kind of here, or there leading up to it. And it's been a little depressing because I never see any birds in my normal places. So, mm-hmm. Um, I, I was actually telling, uh, Tim, my boss today, cause we were driving around for work and I'm like, man, I'm a little, I'm, I'm getting a little worried. I haven't seen very many turkeys like just at all this year. And he's like, yeah, me too. It's kind of, kind of weird. I wonder if the winter was hard on them or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know. And, uh, anyway, so, um, one thing I always do at the beginning of the year is drive around and make sure just to, you know, say, Hey, again, make sure I'm a familiar face. And I know I just stopped by once a year you know, a week before Turkey, but here I am again. Like, <laughs> so, um, I went around kind of doing my rounds on that. Um, and you know, even try to knock on some new doors, but the highlight of this, this scouting trip is I got permission on the field that I thought maybe I'd lost. Um, but I got the permission on it and then I hadn't been to it. So I went to go scout it and I'm coming around the bend and, Actually, did a Marco pull to you guys when I when I got there because I saw three turkeys. It was three big toms standing on mm-hmm. the backside of my of my field. They walked through the trees. It looked like they'd walked through the trees into that field from my field. So I'm like, oh yeah, three toms. Usually we don't even see that many in, in our field. And we're we're no Nebraska or Kansas, so we don't have like a ton of turkeys. You know what I mean? Like usually we can find like a, a mm-hmm. pot of like, and it has like one Tom or, or two Toms or something like that, you know, unless you get it real good and then there's, there's a bunch, but anyways, so to continue on with it. So then I continue on down the road around the bend and I can see my field now. As soon as I come across it, there's just like, there's turkeys all over the place. And I, and I glass and down the field with my binos and there's five Toms in the field. So all together, oh there's gosh. like, there's like at least eight like that are using this. I mean, it's a tiny, tiny field. Like we're talking like, I want to say like 25 acres or something. She'll probably kill one for sure. I hope so. <laughs> Does anyone else have permission? Do you have sole access or? Um, so I'm not 100% positive. That's why I was saying I wasn't sure because I've had solo permission on it for the last few years, but then someone else put a blind up in there. And so I went and talked to the farmer. He's older. And then his daughter came by after I was talking to him and she said that he's getting old and to the point where he can't remember who he's told people like yes or no. Oh no. So, <laughs> so he might've gave someone else permission. I don't know because, but he thinks that I'm the only person that has permission on it. The farmer does. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, and so she gave me her husband's number, which would be his son-in-law to talk to too. So I called him up and he said, it's good to go that nobody, nobody else has permission, but he, nobody in the family might know if someone else came to the door too. And he told him, yes. So, um, because he's just getting, he's, he's older. He doesn't, he doesn't remember. So, um, the opener for you? My opener is a week from today. So, so I'm pumped for that, but you know, kind of what, so went and scouted all that. That's where my best bet. I mean, tons of birds using that area. 
probably be me and my dad going out before work, and hopefully we can double up. I really want to be efficient this year because I got things I got to work on, like the bus and all that. But mm-hmm. I do want to shoot a turkey, so that's the plan. But also, while we're on turkey plans, I'm going up to Michigan. I've talked to Kevin. They got some spots where I can hunt. So hopefully I can go back-to-back Saturday, get a turkey, and then um, on our opener on Wednesday, get a turkey, and then I'll be done. Two turkeys, two hunts, super efficient. That's the plan. Hopefully you'll get it done. Hopefully you'll get it done. <laughs> That's the plan. I know you talking about those toms. I just suddenly had the urge to shoot one myself. Right. Mm. There was just a moment where it just clicked. I was like, you know what? I really do want to be the person to pull the trigger and kill a turkey. <laughs> I just I can't wait. Honestly, like I've I feel like I've been cooped up all winter. I haven't got to fish much this year. And yeah. and I say all winter. We duck hunted all winter, but <laughs> it's it's been like a month and a half since we were du- or goose hunting. And uh, <laughs> that's another, it's been two months. Yeah, it's been a little over two months. But I've just got the itch bad to just get out there, like you said, be out there in, in creation, the sunrise. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but when you're in an area with that many toms, I mean, just gobbles going off everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, like, bad. when you hear them like that, it just, oh, man, it just makes it that much more more exciting when you get birds talking. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's the case, and we're just hearing toms gobbling everywhere. And... But I mean, there was some, I mean, some big old ropers, like where you look and their beards, like dragging on the ground. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like there's, uh, I mean, I've never seen so many in, in the spot I can hunt. So I know it's probably right. like Nebraska, every field's like that. And all those guys are rolling their eyes at me, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm super jacked. So I, around here, I definitely see turkeys. I mean, on my drive to work, I see there's a couple flocks and you know, they're around for sure. I don't know how many we have versus other states. I know it's a pretty, pretty decent Turkey state. Yeah. But people are complaining about the populations dwindling, but I see them all the time and everyone I know that hunts and kills them. So mm-hmm. be dwindling that bad. Yeah. But yeah, you guys get to kill three of them. We only can kill one here. So yeah. Is that what we can kill three? Well, actually I shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't say, I don't know what you can kill in Kansas. I know you can kill three in Nebraska. I think it, I think it's two. I'm not sure. I just, you know, not I the last turkey I killed was about three years ago I think I, I just don't kill that many of them so I just don't put in the effort well if only you put as much effort as into turkey as you as you do into simulated duck hunts yeah I, I'll tell you what I can promise you that this turkey weekend is going to struggle to be as fun as that simulated duck hunt so the last episode I was talking about this hunt I was going to go on the simulated duck hunt and Jordan and I got joking around and talking about shooting ducks with super stokers and stuff. And, and that did not happen. And uh, I'm, I'm super disappointed. Super there needed to be super yeah. stokers. Well, I tell you what, you know, on that simulated hunt, it made me realize how difficult it would be to, to shoot a duck <laughs> with super stokers. <laughs> but actually I had a couple of people reach out to me about um, this being wild you know, uh, wildlife harassment and everything. I want to let you guys know. I double checked with two different Kansas department, of wildlife and parks game managers about going out and decoying ducks. One that just, I know. And then another one of the actual complex I want, I went on and I got green lights from both of them. So I was told by the, the manager of the exact area that I go out in, Hey, you're good to go, man. Go decoy those birds. I'll let the game warden know. So I promise you guys, we were, legal did you ask about super so, soakers or no i did not ask about super soakers <laughs> i didn't want to make myself look like a, a ranting <laughs> idiot yeah <laughs> but so um to give a little r- recap on the deal i had been out to this area just because i wanted to see what the marsh looked like and i wanted to get on a scout and there was ducks everywhere and so i just decided you know what i want to run a simulated duck hunt and the plan was to go out there, bring walking sticks, and and pretend they're guns. And Jordan came up with the great idea of the Mossberg 3000, which I use in the video, which Jordan hasn't watched yet, but I actually used that in the video called one of our guns, the Mossberg 3000. Anyway, we set up decoys, and when the ducks came in, we would have, um, we'd be filming, we'd have one shot collar, and then you would determine as the shooter whether you think you killed the bird or not. So they would come in, and, and I'd say, take them. And the two shooters would actually make 
no shooting noises with and look down the barrel of their walking stick or my dad actually used a paddle and um, <laughs> one walking stick one paddle and we'd say well you know do you how, what do you think you shot in that and amazingly it reminds me we shot really really well i mean man <laughs> we shot great but the, i'm telling you I, this is not gonna be the last time i do this this was so much fun we went back out to that same spot i'd scouted and it actually started out really disappointing because um, the water levels in the lake had gone down a foot. And this was great scout information for me because um, the water levels had gone down about 10 inches, which which moved all of the water out of the timber. And when it did that, the ducks just pretty much left. The, the majority of the ducks left. And so we, we set up in this one area and it was beautiful, but we waited about an hour and a half and we just weren't seeing that many ducks. And um, we fake Aiden fake shot a beautiful shoveler drake that landed right in the decoys it was it was it was really funny because i was giving him a hard time because this this shoveler drake lands in the decoys and this thing was as plumed out a shoveler drake as you can possibly get and aiden fake water swatted it i'm like man you are hardcore committed to water swatting if you're not even gonna flush and shoot him on a simulated fake hunt <laughs> so i gave him a hard time about that and we had another teal come right through the decoys and aiden claimed to shoot that bird but it, it i mean it became just more of a hangout because it just wasn't much going on. But we kept seeing this trickle of birds clear to the west in this shallow spot. And honestly, from being out there the weekend before, I thought this spot would be too shallow. It's the spot I wanted to hunt in. But we're like, well, it seems like there's birds coming out of there. Let's let's go in and, and take a look. And so we, we got back in our kayaks because we had kayaked into this spot. And we paddled clear up into this little section, beautiful, beautiful little section, so ducky looking. And we kicked out about 75 blue wing teal. And so we set up our, reset up our decoys and everything. And man, I'm telling you, if this would have been a teal, an actual teal hunt, it would have been one of those hunts that you're just always talk about because um, it was the back of the pool, but it was, it became kind of a little bit of a timber hole, a little bit, not exactly, but. Um, some of these teal that as they were coming back in, they were dropping down over the trees and, and they were just, they're coming back in twos to fives about every five minutes, just right into the hole. And so, um, Aiden, we just went on with our simulated duck hunt and they'd come in and I was filming and Aiden be like, take them. And him and my dad would take them. And I had actually retriever. I had dummies for Georgie and I'd throw them and Georgie dive off her stand. I actually videoed the whole thing. This video is actually available on Patreon right now. It is, I'm telling you, one of my favorite videos that I have filmed for quite a while. I just, it's so enjoyable, this video. And <laughs> so it's coming out on YouTube in August. I'm, I'm saving all my waterfowl content for August, but it is on Patreon right now um, if you want to see it. And um, we shot our simulated limit there in like half an hour. It was just these little blue wings were just bombing in, man. And um <laughs> It was cool because there's one point in time and we were really simulating this thing, right? So, oh, you still um, are, man. You're living it. You're you're saying like you're talking like it, it. It cracks me up how much you're into this because the way you talk, I almost have to double take mentally because it sounds like you're talking about a real hunt when you're like, oh, we it shot was, our. It, it felt like it. I know, I know, but like to the outside viewer, you you know, like you're out there playing a game, and it's, yeah. But like, yeah, it, and I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying anything negative about it. I'm just saying that it makes me chuckle and it makes me like mentally take a double take when you tell this story, but you tell it like it actually happened. Like it was like, <laughs> like it was an actual hunt, which is just funny. So it, it was crazy because it really, really felt like one. And we had a time where we shot two and uh, we threw the two, but the cameraman was throwing the, 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 the dummies for Georgie and Georgie's out there. And I see two more coming down the channel and I'm like, okay, watch out. Don't, don't you Georgie. You know what I mean? And I like instinctively said that <laughs> to be like, you know, I, it was that simulated in my mind that I was, I had a shotgun in my hand and I wasn't going to take an unethical shot over my dog, you know, <laughs> That's so, hilarious. oh man, I, I was, it was actually more fun than I, than I expected it to be. Yeah. So we ended with, um, 15 blue wing teal two see, see this is this is what i'm talking about when i say you're talking about like <laughs> how it actually happened you say we ended with <laughs> like it actually happened the funny thing is is once we had our limit we packed up and left 
the 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 birds were still flying. We could have shot more, but you know, we, our limit was done. We packed up and we left. Nice. I was telling uh, it, this will not be the last time that I do this. I think me and Matt were talking about it afterwards. It might have even been Thomas too. And I was talking about how you guys should have faked like like some like weird like uh, controversial things happening like oh crap man on my last shot i collateraled and i shot an extra hen or something like (laughs) (laughs) oh man i just i I collateraled on those till and i ended with seven all right well and then you you have to like fake call like the game warden and (laughs) have that all filmed too (laughs) ideas for your next one but there could have been some fun funny humor in there as well yeah but I, I would encourage you guys to try this, but I would say um, legalities from state to state vary. And uh, I even had someone contact me within this state saying that they checked into someone else and they said it was harassment. But I, I, I checked the manager in my area and, um, you know, our buddy Matt's a, a manager too. So, um, you know, but it, it was Matt absolutely Farmer. worth Yeah. There's more. It was absolutely. What? I was just saying there's more than one Matt we talk about. On, we got to start using this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now, now I should say this. I did when I checked. I said we're going to decoy ducks. I didn't say we're going to stand up and pretend to shoot them and yell bang. <laughs> I didn't say that. Maybe I should say that. Maybe that's the harassment part. I don't know. I, I, you know what though? I couldn't believe it. I did have some guy on Instagram, um, because I had posted a picture of it, giving me negative comments, chastising me because I was educating ducks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, uh, you know, that bird watching ducks and saying pow is really going to affect those 25 blue wing teal that we interacted with in the in the fall. I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever. <laughs> it was really annoying to me. It's like, and Jordan knows this. If when you're putting out social media stuff, YouTube videos and whatever, it's just like you just get you. I don't. I haven't. I haven't got used to the stupidity of some of the comments. It just feels like some of the negative comments. It feels like sometimes people are searching so hard for a reason to let you know that you're not allowed to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what they're like mad. Cause you're having fun. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like you are giving, they, they are giving the intellect of a duck way <laughs> too much value to say that going out there and, you know, I bet you we had 25 or 30 blue wings that heard us go pow a couple times. That that's going to like, you know, those birds are going to six months from now, not decoy blue wing teal, mind you, which are the dumbest ducks of the lot are not going to de. someone's not going to shoot them because we said pow at them in April. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, it, you're just making yourself look like a moron by even making a statement like that, man. Come on. What are you, 12? <laughs> well, my dad said that ducks get educated. God, kid. Oh man, I hope he's not listening. I'm gonna start feeling bad for him. <laughs> that was so annoying. Like, man, shut your mouth, kid. And if you're an adult, oh my gosh, just don't just put your gun away, sell your gun, and go home. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> my wife. My wife was like, um, my I said. She, she texted me and she said, um, how's your fake hunt going? I'm like, eh, it's going really good. You know, at that point, I was like, we've shot 12 fake birds. And she goes, oh, man, I can't wait to fake cook them. And everyone just started dying laughing. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Georgie crushed it, man. She was doing doubles, triples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell, man. You had a blast on it. So I did. I'm it looking forward good. to watching it. I'm, I'm for sure. I just... I can't help but laugh every time for how serious he took it, which is like a good thing, but it's just funny too. I love duck hunting, Jordan. I just love duck hunting. Yep. I just cannot get enough of what if, it to the point where it worries me. What if it what if it happened that you actually loved simulated duck hunting more than duck hunting? It, <laughs> <laughs> I think you might struggle to find hunting partners, but <laughs> yeah. But my hunt, I would have the complexes to myself because my season would start the weekend after the regular season stopped. Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking, like, as technology goes, that they have some kind of, like, virtual reality mask that you wear while you're out there. 
and all it does is somehow add to the effect of your simulated duck hunt. I was like just totally daydreaming into the future where like the liberals rule supreme and you know our <laughs> guns are gone and we can't hunt. And I'm like, well, maybe I love duck hunting so much. Maybe someone will. <laughs> no, nah, they'd still you do that simulated even just the thought of it. They'd throw you in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at that point. Yep. Total. So a liberal run state. Last week we talked about a full choke. So. I need to play a little something first. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the day when Elliot put that full choke in? Well, if you can name the right episode, you might have a chance to win. <laughs> it was cutting it out for me, but I know what you were playing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the that was the jingle for Elliot giving away something for the full joke episode. But we got some sad news, Elliot. You want to share it? We do have some sad news. So I had this I said on the last if you guys listen to the last podcast that I was going to mail something to um whoever came up with the one episode on freelance duck hunting where I took out my modified choke and put in a full choke, which actually did happen. Unfortunately, I thought that I had talked about that on the video and I went back to, I got to think, I was like, I better make sure I actually talked about that on the video. And I rewatched the video and I did not, I did not talk about changing from a modified to a full on that video. So I don't know what we can do about that, whether we can tease out some (laughs) other some other uh, egg defined Easter egg defined or or what? Yeah, but I do not talk about how I switched to a full. Ch- I'm surprised I didn't. I don't know why I wouldn't have talked about that. It must not have made it past the editing. Hmm. Yeah. So Tim Cochran made the jingle for us and everything, and <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, Elliot never mentioned it. So nobody. The the, the funny part is nobody nobody can win the prize. So we'll think of something. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty tough well aiden and corn could win it because they were there but i don't think they listen to the podcast so yeah it was a hunt from season two a late season river hunt from season two (laughs) and i shot well there's like goose there's like 20 episodes i guess somebody could still pick it yeah go ahead i just i just gave you the teaser the next teaser yeah gave you i gave it to you so that's a pretty good one goose. So we'll 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 keep one running goose. it. If somebody gets it, yeah. One goose. Find the episode. Corn and Aiden were there, mm-hmm. and I shot one goose. And I man, I killed that thing stone cold dead from forty forty five with my full choke too. <laughs> it was such a good, such a good kill shot. I even zoomed in and slow mode it as a replay because it's like I missed the first shot and the second one it just folds, and that was easily forty five with that full choke. Nice. So we want to talk about um, the stages survey, Elliot. So this yeah, one, so this one's to, to kind of cover our last episode. We did the the survey or we added it to the fellowship. We did a poll for people to put what stage duck hunter they thought they were. So it was interesting. What was your take on it, Elliot? Well, I, <sighs> I don't know what do you want me to say? <laughs> it just seems like maybe that there's a lot of people saying they're in sportsman mentor stage. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So by far the most clicked stage was sportsman mentor, which I do find a bit peculiar because 99% of the people I meet and hunt with are not in that stage. But yet apparently we just have a really mature, good group of guys that are mentors. So 46 votes were for sportsman mentor, 20 were for method stage, 19 were limiting out, 13 trophy, three shooting stage, and three, this is an added one by Scott Hill, getting old and just enjoy watching the kids and the dog, which I think Scott would be the mentor stage yeah, (laughs) or the sportsman stage. But I don't know. I was just really surprised that like so many more people pick sportsman and mentor than any other stage. Cause when I think of the hunting population in general, I do not think that 80% or yeah, yeah you're, you're lucky if your group 5%. has 
you're lucky if your group has like one of those guys in it, you know? Cause I think about yeah. my normal group that I hunt with and I would say that none of them are that it's like, uh, yeah. Or that 100 I only know one person that's in that. I only know one person. That's my dad. That's it. I don't know anyone else that's in that stage. Yeah. I mean, Titus does a lot of work with mentoring. So, but he really loves to go after that limit too. You know what I mean? So, and, and he loves the trophy stage too. And we talked about that being a spectrum. So I don't know either, you know, we've got the people on the fellowship or just a lot more advanced in that stage, or we've got a portion of people that aren't very good at self-identifying what stage they're really in. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say if you think you're in the sportsman stage, I'm not going to say you're not, you know, you know yourself better than I do, but I was certainly surprised at that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think you can be in that stage though. If you don't get up, if you get upset, like if you're having poor hunts. So if you guys put it and you're getting yeah. upset, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know either because we talked about how we're all on a spectrum Yeah, and you know, different hunts were different places. Uh, and I guess which one you reside in the most frequently would be the one that you would pick. Yeah. But I know I'm firmly in between trophy and limiting out from how I've felt the last couple of weeks, the last couple of years. Cause that's just where I've been. But, Gotcha. No, it's interesting. We appreciate so many people. I mean, what that was 60, 70, 80, 90, almost 100 people uh, voted. It's still up if you want to go to Fellowship of the Duck Gun. So I find, I find it really interesting. Lots of really cool comments on there um, and people talking about it. So thank you guys again for participating and, and joining in our discussions at Fellowship of the Duck Gun. It's it's really, really grown over there on Facebook. And and it's it's my go-to Facebook page. I don't know about you, Jordan, but when I get on Facebook, that's like the first place I go. Yeah, I don't go to even my freelance duck hunting page. Like Fellowship is the, is my go-to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's a lot of times it gets popping in there. You know, we've been mm-hmm. having people drop in discussions about Onyx mapping and how you use it, and and then you know I dropped in the you select the two species you're going to hunt if you only could hunt for you know two for the rest of your life and. And then we had multiple posts about our recent podcast and you get conversations going. And those are the ones I like when we get the feedback on, on recent mm-hmm. podcasts and kind of, kind of seeing that. So definitely a Absolutely. lot, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff going on there. And, and really, really, this is the slow time of year when we get in season. It's like, I can't even keep up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, if you are going to join to fellowship of the duck guns, make sure you answer the questions because when we when we approve it, if you haven't answered the questions, we don't approve those. Yeah, because we don't want people who are not at least duck hunters, and we want to have that is our way to filter out people that are trying to sell stuff and people that don't duck hunt that just are trying to spam. So make sure that you answer the questions if or we're, we're not going to approve it. Yeah, yeah, keeping it keeping it clean, tight knit group. I mean, it's getting bigger and bigger, which is a good problem to have. But in the meantime, we're trying to make sure do our due diligence to keep any non-desirable type out of the, out of our hunting group on there. So, but yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to go ahead and close off the podcast today. I know we get, we get, <laughs> I know we hit up a lot of different kind of topics today, kind of cleaning up a little areas, things we wanted to touch on. So we really appreciate you guys sticking around for this podcast and, and, you know, we got some exciting stuff planned for the future and can't wait to, to bring it to you guys here in the off season. So um, I'm Jordan, Duck and Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we'll see you guys on the next one.